The Metropolitan Transportation Authority services over 5 million daily subway riders, has a fleet of 5,710 buses, includes 665 miles of track, and has the largest ridership in all of the United States. The New York City transit system is a symbol of one of the city's greatest innovations. With amazing feats and the amount of historical and practical significance that the city's transportation has, New York City's transit system must be highly efficient and reliable. Right? So basically, the cleanliness of the train, just, they're, they're pitiful. They're a joke. You get on the train, sometimes you be chilling. You get one seat by yourself, and then as soon as you hit, like, Manhattan, as soon as you enter Manhattan, everything just gets packed. Like, there was this one time where I was trying to take the one train, you know, from Harlem to downtown, and the train, the train was late, first of all. Fares are ridiculous because I can literally put $10 on my card, and that's, that's really, like, four swipes, and I'm done for the whole week. 500 new cops have been placed at stations all around. There seems to be an inequity, too, in which ones are dirty and which ones are clean, because without fail, the South Bronx uh, stations are always, like, covered with a layer of sewer water. A lot of racially motivated arrests and a lot of aggression and hostility towards people of color. Like, students, we have no love on MTA, like, the amount of homeless harassment I witness on a daily basis is not consistent at all with what the MTA claims these officers were put in place for. Let's start off with some background history. In 1827, Abraham Brower created New York City's first public transportation route, a stagecoach called the Accommodation. It ran from Battery to Bleecker Street and along Broadway. By 1831, two more stagecoaches were added, named the Sociable and Omnibus. The following year, a wealthy banker named John Mason organized the New York and Harlem Railroad, which was entirely horse-drawn. Eventually, the use of electricity would lead to the development of electric trolley cars. Train-based systems began with the first elevated railway service, which began running on February 14, 1870, running from Greenwich Street and 9th Avenue in Manhattan. These trains were wooden cars that were powered by steam, but due to the noise pollution and structural space that elevated railways caused, an inventor named Alfred E. Beach developed an idea that trains could be pushed underground by pneumatic pressure. However, thanks to bribes from horse carriage drivers, the political machines at the time prevented his idea to flourish. But like a true New Yorker, he was stubborn. So in 1870, he began excavating for a subway line under the guise of a pneumatic mail delivery system. Beach's system was 312 feet long and operated 22 seat cars. On October 27, 1904, the Interboro Rapid Transit Company opened in Manhattan, which consisted of 28 stations from City Hall to 145th Street and Broadway, which costed about uh, $40 million. The line offered steel cars, which were decorated with modern art and poetry, and would eventually connect all the remaining boroughs. And finally, in 1940, the city formally took control of the IND and the Brooklyn Manhattan Transit Company to create the Mass Transit Authority. The 1970s was the worst for transit history. It was bad news. Infrastructure was falling apart, everything was dirty, and crime was at an all-time high. So what was done? Officials poured money into the system and things gradually got better. The 90s was regarded as a golden age of transit functionality. I mean, it makes sense. If something was wrong with something, you put money into the problem to fix it. 
<sighs> but enter former Mayor Rudolph Giuliani. He had cut the city's contributions to the MTA by millions of dollars, which Governor George Pataki also continued. This created a kind of trend of future mayors and governors to divert parts of their budget slowly away from the MTA and into, I don't know, other things. Who knows? Contributions shrink as fares and riderships increase. So what does the MTA do? Well, they do what our government and broke college students do. They take out loans and enter into a disastrous amount of debt. The 2008 recession made things even worse. Maintenance and repairs were becoming less and less frequent. So the MTA in response racks up even more debt in the form of bonds. But you see, the money wasn't going to revamping 60-year-old technology or train maintenance. A lot of it was going to pet projects, such as the Fulton Street Station. Yeah, although it's big, aesthetically pleasing, and easy to maintain, a lot of that money that went into that one station out of 472 could have definitely been put to better use. So the source of all your delays, the overcrowding, collapsing tunnel walls, and derailments is all because of corporate greed and neglect. Most recently, a demonstration was planned and enacted this past January 31st. Demonstrators gathered in support of lower or free transit fare and against the increase of police force presence. This included securing emergency gates open with bike locks and zip ties, making turnstiles useless with glue, and spray painting trains, stations, and buses with anti-cop and anti-MTA messages. The people are mad, and they have every right to be so. The people, especially those of lower income, will bear the most weight of the shitty decisions that politicians make. We gotta unite and make those people hear us to make useful contributions to the MTA because I'm sick and tired of having to stand pressed up against someone for almost over an hour. I'm tired of seeing 10 cops watching three turnstiles. I'm tired of coming back home at midnight because of delays and making my grandma worry. And I'm sure my fellow New Yorkers can attest to this.